Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hello. How's uh, how's your spine feeling today? It's feeling a bit shanky. If I'm, yeah. I'm going to be honest. You feel like someone shanked it. Yeah, it feels a bit like a lamb shank of some description. Sounds delicious. I'd eat that. <laughs> eat my spine. Yum, um, yum, yum. Wasn't that Bart Simpson's catchphrase? <laughs> yeah. New metal Bart Simpson. New metal Bart Simpson. Don't eat, eat my spine. Eat my spine. <laughs> Don't have a lamb, man. So if if we were to set up a British version of spine shank, would we call it lamb shank? Yeah, definitely. And the album would be called Mint Sauce. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Track um, two, gravy. <laughs> Track three, fuck Brexit. <laughs> Track four, Dauphinois, Pededtoes. <laughs> Track five, football. <laughs> football. Um, <laughs> football. So spine shank. Is the topic of this week's episode? Were it you is. were you a fan of Spineshank? No. So this is this is one of one of the bands where I wasn't really a fan. I, I'm only kind of dimly aware of their work, or at least as my memory serves it, I knew of them, knew they were around, might have caught one of their videos on Karanga MTV, and I feel like I'd have heard them on a compilation that came on the front of a magazine, but not bothered to investigate further. Very well. Very well. How was it for you? So. I had I owned one Spine Shank album back in the day. Um and I Was it Strictly Diesel? It was not Strictly Diesel. <laughs> no. Um it it was a self-destructive pattern um was the one that I owned. Um but I remember hearing them before that because they were on one of the Kerrang compilation albums that you could buy. Um did did you have either of those? Yeah. I think they had two. I must, I must have done. Surely that seemed, definitely seems like the kind of thing I would have bought. There was Kerrang the album, and then there That's was Kerrang right. two the album. I definitely um, had Kerrang two, and it was basically now that's what I call new metal, effectively. Yep. Oh my god, this album. Yeah, this had everything, <laughs> all the stuff that me and my friends are into. But yeah, this is like. Okay, so Spineshank is track 12. By then, all the good songs have more or less been and gone, right? <laughs> uh, well, I don't know. I, lo- looking back on it now, like, that's not fair, but I think at the time, that's how I felt. Uh, although I'd sk- maybe skip from there to Sonna by Rammstein, which is track 20. I don't know. We've got some good stuff. So so let's go over Kerrang! 2, the album. It is a bit of a... I mean, this is a... If if I put together this playlist on Spotify, I'd be very happy with it. You've got a bit of Foo yeah. Fighters, Papa Roach, Slipknot, Queens of the Stone Age. Um, you've got Hole, you've got American and Good Hi-Fi. songs by all these artists as well. Yeah. Like, they're, proper, they're, like, number one hit bangers, rather than... Often with these kind of compilations, you'd get the ones that they, like, were trying to push as the singles that weren't doing as well. But no, these are all, like, classic songs. First track, Breakout by Foo Fighters. Obviously, that's not new metal, but... As the opening track of a compilation album, wow. It's pretty good going. There, there are some stinkers on here. I see that Saliva is on here. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't... And a Three Doors Down song that isn't Kryptonite. Who the hell are Powderfinger? Well, not having that. I don't remember Powderfinger. Powderfinger. Name rings above. Again, I couldn't tell you anything more about I'm them. Gonna have or to Insolence. 
but then you've got you've got spine shank on here new disease which is the first song that i'd ever heard by by um by spine shank and it's a bit of a jam i think it's got a nice funky disco beat to it and then it's got a kind of fear factor and it leads me to a new disease Yeah, that this one I think did stir up a memory in me. I can't tell you exactly what that memory was, but, <laughs> you're but no, that, into I felt like I remembered from, that song. You're turning into the old woman from Titanic, like it's been eighty-two years since I heard Spine. Yeah. <laughs> um, when we finish recording this, I'm going to get naked and jump off a boat. Yeah, throw away your corn bracelet into the water. <laughs> Um, yeah. But yeah, but it's a great album. This you've got the the cover version of Cars by Fear Factory. That is a jam and a half. Yep. Um, you got some Soulfly. Got some Il Nino, uh, Static yep, X, that's, and this is just disc one. Yeah, Static X and Ramstein, and then disc two. You've got Limbisky. You've got Linkin Park. You've got Marilyn Manson, Blink One Eighty Two. The aforementioned Plug In Baby by Muse, the greatest yeah. riff ever. It is a very very good riff. Um, it seems as though the second disc is a bit more punky. You've got things like um, yeah. Seven Days in the Sun by Feeder. You've got uh, Less Than Jake, Newfound Glory. You have got Kid Rock as well. <laughs> You've got it's, Hash Pipe, which is oh, a song that we love to play in band practice if it's just the two of us there yeah. early. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It's one of those just automatically funny um funny songs to play isn't it ash pipe ash pipe yeah weezer i love weezer so much i listeners to our show probably are aware of this they're one of my favorite bands of all time um but ash pipe is a really stupid song <laughs> <laughs> i really love it it's one of my favorite songs of theirs um, yeah it's brilliantly but, stupid but i i love the goofy side of weezer whereas you're more of a fan of the legitimate music side um, <laughs> yeah that's true but i have to, i love the goof factor as well um, I genuinely do. enjoy 95% of their music. I'm not one of those people that thinks everything after the Green album is bad. Most of it's actually fine. Hurley and you know, is they, incredible. Hurley is the greatest record of all time. <laughs> I, I, I love a bit of Hurley. That's the one with Where's My Sex on it. Where's it? My Sex, yeah. yeah. What a tune, what a tune. Um, but we're not here to talk about Weezer as much as I'd love to. Unfortunately not. Um, we're no. here to talk about Spineshank. So, yeah, so I heard that song and really liked it, but I didn't go out and buy anything else off them until they they then released um self-destructive pattern in 2003 and that's the album that i picked up and i, I remember liking it yeah at the time i was into bands like fear factory who were a big influence on spine shank which i think comes across quite clearly mm. at times in their i was music. going to ask you about fear factory actually in this context and whether you're a fan i i am a fan i love cyberpunk as a genre of fiction um i love biomechanical horror as a genre of horror and basically that's what fear factory is in musical form it's a i've got wires and bloods <laughs> and heavy down tuned guitars tuned <laughs> down to b yeah yeah so i i really love fear factory i think they're great um i have a you know that song linchpin yes that was um that was a song we used to put on at school and have like mosh pits to in the in the common room and like you know the opening lyric is can't tear me apart well, someone one of my mates managed to convince everyone that it was just give me that porn <laughs> <laughs> we all like shout it and then start jumping into each other and the teachers would come in and get mad oh, dear. that was that's so that's what i associate fear factory with which is just great 
and of course the 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 title of that album is digimortal which is oh so good um yeah we i don't know could we talk about fear factory on here they're a bit more of an industrial metal band aren't they so maybe, yeah new metal adjacent yeah so so maybe when we're really hitting the dregs we could we could talk about fear factory because i think they they're, yeah they were never really seen as part of the new metal scene no, um, that's phase for phase two of this show. I think yeah. when we need to broaden it a bit. Yeah, but but they were clearly very influential on the new metal scene. You know, they kind of predated a lot of the the goofier moments of it, and and a lot of people listened yeah. to them clearly, um, including Spine Shank. Who, interestingly, yeah, they they talk about um, Fear Factory being a big influence on them. Um, but what's interesting is I'd never listened to their first album before, with the exception of Shinebox, which is a song that I. Do li- I do like in spite of its terrible name. Um, it, shake but- your shine box. Do your shine box. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Love Robbie Williams' box. version of that. <laughs> Ooh, shake your shine box. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, but but what's interesting about it is that that first album sounds very, very Deftones. Um, I don't know if you felt the same way. The, the, the yeah. vocal stylings, the kind of almost laid back approach to the to the to the um to the to the riffs and everything like that so although there is that industrial element in terms of the the techno nonsense that's occasionally going on it, it does feel very very deftones um it's not dissimilar to around the fur is it no As a, like no. a raw first effort no but but rather than going down the weird route that deftones did um instead fear factory uh, sorry, Spineshank really went down the new metal route with their follow-up, um, which which sounds very. It, it sounds a lot like Static X, I'd say. I think they kind of run alongside Static X, but without as. I think they maybe took themselves a little bit more seriously, and yeah, were a little. The bit... guy had like red hair, but he'd never have hair that was as tall as himself. Yeah, yeah, he would. He would never have the hair equivalent of platform shoes. Um. <laughs> which which is obviously is the standout point of of Static X, which is a band that I think we should talk about sooner rather than later. I've got lots to say about Static X. Um, yeah, but but yeah, listening to that listening to that second album, The Height of Callousness, it's clear that they really defined their sound a lot more than on the first one. So it had it was very new metal, um, but it also had that um, that more industrial quality to it. Um, you've got songs like New Disease that are very, very catchy, but then songs like Cyanide 2600, which is uh, <laughs> very much like a sort of um, ministry-esque song. Um, albeit yeah. They they were never particularly riff-heavy, at least not on that second album, um, but had that kind of noisiness to them, which I think is appreciated. Um, and maybe you know, maybe maybe did help them stand out a little bit from the crowd. But when you've got a jam such as New Disease, um, it's going to be hard for anyone to look past that as a sort of, oh, yeah. this is a funky new metal bop. I'm here for this. For sure. And then it's not one of those songs like a lot of them are too, and like a lot of new metal bands where they have those kind of like tinny um, electronic drums just sort of in the intro or elsewhere. And then it really kicks in with the guitars, and you're like, okay, there was a bit of sampling, but these guys never went as far as having a turntablist or anything like that. <laughs> no, there was no turntabling. You occasionally hear a little bit of synthy, synthy blooping in the background, which is something that uh, that Static X in particular were fond of, just having sort of yeah. in the background. Or Yeah, there's, <laughs> there's a couple of songs on the album where they've got that little sort of almost garage-esque drum beat that kind of plays on and off throughout the song. But overall, yeah, it was... 
it, it's surprisingly subtle the way that they use the electronic elements, which surprised me because when going into Spine Shank, that is not something I remember about Spine Shank in the slightest. But um, but yeah, it's. I wouldn't say that I enjoyed re-list like listening to the height of callousness. Um, but it's an interesting album, I think. Yeah, and 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 there's there's some content there that is quite quality rather than just being, um the tired new metal tropes and i suppose that that partly comes from the time it was released because it was only in 2000 so you know hybrid theory had been released and was a smash hit but it was it was a little bit before a lot of the other bands on the new metal scene really just kind of started grinding that down flogging that dead horse um (laughs) as much as possible um yeah it, it came with where you could still have a little bit of creativity and still play around a little bit and i think they did that um but, and what what interested me was as well that it's a lot heavier than I was expecting, and I think actually a lot heavier than most new metal bands. You know, it's not like tuned down to be grindcore, but it's still I think there's a there's an aggression and a real punchiness to it that is that is probably there's more of that at the expense of sort of funky goof factor. But it's yes. it was surprisingly heavy, and I thought that was a good thing actually. Yeah, for sure, I agree. Um, I think that you know these guys were signed to Roadrunner. Um, and Roadrunner, they're a they're a, a label which has had an interesting history with its bands. Not everyone has come out of it feeling as though Roadrunner treated them fairly, um, but they are one of those names in metal, um, as opposed to it being a kind of cash grab from another label to try and do something within that scene. And so I think with that, there came that expectation of doing something relatively heavy. Um, and um and yeah and i think it works a lot of the time i think having that angrier element to it um works quite well um and they did one of those things that a lot of a lot of the heavier bands around at that time did quite well which was you've got your single which is not very shouty and that's like the only song on the album that's not very shouty which a lot of the heavier bands at the time tried to do to try and capitalize on new metal new metal's kind of pop choruses um so I imagine that if you went into the height of callousness, having heard New Disease, you'd probably be a bit put out by the fact that there's nothing quite as catchy on on it for the rest of the time. But hopefully people still enjoyed the rest of it enough. Yeah, for sure. And there's the same thing with Slipknot, right? Like if you, oh, you listen yeah, to something like yeah. Wait, and, Wait and Bleed as an entry point, as that was the song on Kerrang 2, that starts with him doing actual singing for the first minute <laughs> the before, he start, before he goes... Yeah. <laughs> that that has a chorus you can actually sing. Yes, um, which is yeah. As does new disease, of, unlike most of Slipknot <laughs> stuff. And and there is a kind of Slipknot quality to it. Occasionally they break into that kind of almost atonal riffage. Um, yeah, which which works quite well and is quite interesting. Um, but um, but yeah, when there's just a lot of kind of indecipherable swearing going on, you're like, yeah, this is kind of feels a bit like Slipknot. Yeah, it's a bit it's a bit Slipknotty, Slipshank almost <laughs> Slip shank. um shank but, not. but going back to their first album uh strictly diesel uh i would just like to point out that it has one of the worst cover versions i've ever heard in my life on it a very bad cover version <laughs> of the worst beatles song <laughs> uh, and, and we we had a quick discussion about this it's not the worst Beatles yeah. song because bungalow bill exists <laughs> and as long as bungalow bill exists nothing is as bad as that but it is a bit of a damage. yeah but bungalow bill's a stupid goof jam and they know that whereas no while my guitar gently weeps is a dirge that is the right word it is a fucking funeral <laughs> dirge and i hate it but oh. I, I i think i just really dislike it because it's held up as this great guitar song 
And it's like, oh, it's got Eric Clapton on it. Who cares? It's a dirge. Basically, you hate it because it's popular like everything else. Pretty much, yeah. Even though I, I love the Beatles in general and they're like, what, the most popular band of all time? You only like them because people have started having a backlash to them now. I remember when you were yeah, like, Beatles. Yeah, everyone hates the Beatles. The only real band from the 60s is Flerg and the Bjorgs from Sweden who released one <laughs> EP in 1961. Oh man, I love Flerg and the Bjorgs. <laughs> Flerg and the Bjorgs. Did, did you... Did you know that Flerg owned the first ever 12-string guitar in Sweden? I heard that the Bjorgs actually performed on the original demo of While My Guitar Gently Weeps, but then heard it and destroyed all fit, all um, record of it. Yeah, they were like, we will never do a dirge, it will, Everything they did was like Bungalow Bill, but good. And that's yeah. why, <laughs> that's why Fjerg yeah. and the Bjorgs... <laughs> all their stuff was basically I Am The Walrus, you know, sort of in sung in 10 different ways. I... I can I say how much I love I Am The Walrus? It is one of Absolute my favourite songs. It is absolutely great. Um, and yeah. you know what? I prefer Jim Carrey's version of it to the Beatles version, just because he sings it with a very weird aggression that oddly suits it. Yeah, I think you need to be aggressive when you're singing I Am The Walrus. It needs to be a threat, doesn't it? I Am The Walrus. Yeah. Um, I Am The Eggman. <laughs> but yeah, while my, while my guitar gently weeps, the cover by Spineshank is not good. It awful. Is, it is absolutely <laughs> awful. It is very, very bad. Um, and is is this the first instance of a terrible new metal cover of a of a classic um, song? No, I don't know. I'm thinking of well, if we count Fear Factory, their version of Cars, I actually quite like. Yeah, I I um, really like. That. Just as an aside, because um, because there's a few um, there's a few bangers in there. So Orgy, another band we will get to. Don't. Oh worry. yeah, yeah. Um, they do Blue Monday, and that's kind of fun. Um, but then there's some other ones that are, are not so good. Obviously, you've got Sound of Silence, but that's a little bit outdated. Yeah, well, that, um, and that was quite recent as well. Yeah, and <laughs> that's not from the new metal era. You've got Behind Blue Eyes by Limp Bizkit. That's pretty bad. Oh, that is awful. Yeah, but that is about that's five years late after this, isn't it? Yeah, that was that was sort of um, yeah, that must have been around the same time as their as their third album, I think. Yeah, it was. Um, what what was it called? Being in the place where I am, yeah, or something. <laughs> for sure, for sure. I'm going to have to look that up. That video was on Kerrang! TV all the time with Fred Durst walking around in some white sheets or Yeah, he's, he's looking really sad. He's in a hospital or something, isn't he? And then instead, oh, that's of, right. instead yeah. of the weird freak out bit in the middle, uh, they did the little, just the DJ did a little... Um, yeah, I always remember that and thinking this is very weird. Not too sure about this. You've you've got Corn's cover version of Word Up as well, which is good. Um, that is that is a banger. I I think when when they do songs which are fun, then new metal covers work very well. Yeah, if they try to be serious, it never works. But yeah, when they when they try to be serious, um, it's it's not so not not so great unfortunately and i think this is one of the bad the limbiscuit album by the way was called results may vary <laughs> i think the only terrible result. title although i was, by that point we had had the bad cover version of faith by limbiscuit hadn't we oh yeah that's probably the peak of this isn't it yeah that's that's pretty awful um and and wasn't basically the same song but then suddenly screams when it goes gotta have faith and the guitars <laughs> go heavy yeah and i i seem to remember didn't cold chamber do a cover version of shock the monkey but with ozzy osbourne 
Oh, really? I have no rec. I have very little recollection of Coal Chamber. I always, I think I was always put off by the name. I think even at the time, I knew that was a really stupid name. <laughs> I think it's pretty good in comparison to some of, in comparison to some of the the um, in in comparison to some of the names we've got, Saliva, for instance. Yeah, will, that's bad. I will never not think that Saliva is a terrible band name, possibly one of the worst. Um, maybe with the exception of um, what what's what's the one where their album was like lots of shades of gray um stained stained as a stained band. oh yeah well th- that's one we'll have to talk about relatively we will, soon we will have to talk about stain soon um but yeah because they're on the outside and they're looking in <laughs> but then yeah so so they 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 did this bad cover version but that wasn't enough to put them off uh, they released height of callousness which was good you know don't get me wrong a good album but i think they really came into their own and really defined their 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 sound a lot Unfortunately, with what happened to be their last album of the new metal era, which was Self-Destructive Pattern, which I think is their heaviest work, their most cohesive work, but also has some surprisingly excellent choruses on it. Yeah, which I didn't expect. Yeah, yeah. And I remember at the time enjoying the album um, and, and, you know, not having it on regular rotation, um, but listening to it quite a, a fair bit. Um, and there's some there's some really good choruses on there so you know smothered was the single um fun fact for you about the song smothered um it was nominated for the best metal performance at the grammys but lost to saint anger by metallica (laughs) (laughs) Um, that's that's a horrible fact which is which is really sad because i mean you know losing to metallica most of the time fair play it's metallica losing to the if so- it was frantic it'd be fine yeah but losing to the song saint anger which is the worst song off saint anger it is um, terrible it's a genuine real talk song. though i've been re- listening to frantic and actually quite enjoying it <laughs> frantic and what was the other one the slower song that they released the unnamed feeling was that the other yeah one that? yeah those are both the unnamed feeling. those are both That's pretty right. good songs I wouldn't say they. And I've been watching live videos of them doing frantic on like their most recent tours from like last year. And because the album was already written in drop C, they don't need to tune down to sing it. (laughs) So it's actually it sounds the same as it does on the record, which is good. So I can listen to it. And there's the bit where it kind of it slows down a bit, and the guitars are clean before it comes back in. It's it's good. It's a good song. (laughs) Unlike Saint Anger, which is just that's just terrible it was speaking of dirges saint anger is a is a real dirge, <laughs> that, is, that is a dirge um but but yeah so so um unfortunately they did lose that grammy it's it's the closest they came to winning a grammy um and i i bet they probably feel a bit sad about losing out to saint anger because i'd say that smothered is a better song it's got a very catchy chorus yeah 100 um, percent. it again is a lot uh is a lot poppier than the rest of the album it is quite a heavy album um but what you find here is that the noise of the last album has disappeared and instead they've really managed to get those electronic elements really working perfectly with the rest yeah, of the yeah. sound um so songs there's like, lots of very good examples of tinny drums yes yeah so like slavery is great um the song uh tear me down as well as very good um falls apart um but then also, these are all classic new metal song titles by yeah, the way, aren't yeah. They? every single so so let's run through the song titles off self-destructive pattern quickly so you've got violent mood swings slavery smothered consumed obsessive compulsive b 
beginning of the end. <laughs> you have to have one song with something in brackets. Yep. Don't you? Uh, forgotten, self-destructive pattern, tear me down, stillborn, falls apart, fall back, and dead to me. Um, all of them. That those are some proper new metal song names, aren't they? Is that enough vague nihilism for you? <laughs> yeah, and there's a lot of that. It's a lot of I'm really angry. I'm not going to go into sp- specifics about why, but God damn it, I'm an angry person. Um, <laughs> you don't need to know why. You don't need to know. You why. just need to know. I'll I'll cut you. There's only one song on the album that is longer than uh, th- uh, four minutes long. I I appreciate that about new metal. You can't have new metal songs that are too long unless you're Corn. They're the only band that can do it because then they yeah. have a bagpipe introduction that lasts two minutes. <laughs> um, <laughs> but but yeah, the re- the rest of their songs are really short. The the one that's longer than that is Stillborn, and that's the one that has lots of weird tinny intro moments and a weird tinny breakdown in the middle. Um, so yeah. if that was taken out, it would also be under four minutes long. So shout out to the short new metal songs. That's what we're here for. But it's a good album. I I enjoyed it, and I think I will probably go back to it again at some point. Um, yeah, because I'd pop it on every now and then. Yeah, because there's there's some decent songs in it. I think the angrier they get, the better. Um, and interestingly enough, that that seems to have played a part in their downfall as a band. So um, after that, they went on a hiatus. Um, the singer yeah. left the band and the rest of the band said that they were planning to become heavier than their singer wanted to become. Um, they then got a new vocalist in, didn't release anything and disappeared until like 2011 when they um, when they debuted a new song and then eventually released a new album the year afterwards. Did you listen to yeah. their fourth and final album? I did, yeah. I thought it was all right. I thought it, it felt just like the same as the other stuff, but it was very slick and very well produced and e- easy on the ears as new metal goes, right? Yeah, it felt like a continuation of what they'd been doing on Self-Destructive Pattern. Um, so again, kind of heavy, um, with the odd good chorus, the odd little bit of techno here and there, um, just to remind people that they consider themselves to be an industrial metal band. Uh, you <laughs> yeah. Know, you've, got to, you've got to put that in here and there. Um, but um, but yeah, and I thought the vocals easy. had actually really improved as well. Yes, because yeah. I think actually, especially on the first album, the vocals are quite weak compared to a lot of new metal bands, and a lot of them are sort of yeah, screaming but without much refinement and a lot of very incoherent stuff. And they're not it's not bad exactly, but it doesn't really gel as much as some other bands. Would you say that's fair? I think that's fair. I think on the first album, they're really trying to find their feet, and so it comes across very much as Deftones light from a vocal perspective, which unless you are Chino Moreno, you cannot get away with doing it. Um, yeah. Which I think was definitely part part of the reason why their first album's the weakest one. Um, but then I think you're right, from album to album after that, they became stronger from a vocal perspective. They really helped define the... They, they, they found the good middle ground between here's us being really shouty, here's us singing. And, and by the final album... Um, they'd really got that nailed down to a T. So when you combine the, you know, the solid guitar work and 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 rhythm section with that level of of decent um, singing, it's a decent album. You know, it does feel a bit dated. Um, I think. Yeah. I think that that kind of metal scene in 2012 is very different from what was happening in the early 2000s, and I don't necessarily think they'd moved on from there. Um, but I don't think they meant to. I think they wanted to just do this last album um and then that was it 
um so you know fair enough they, they they finished what they wanted to do yeah there's nothing wrong with that no no for sure um so so yeah so it's 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 an interesting one to go back to because you know it, they're not a band that i was familiar with apart from that you know that one song and then that one album um but it it holds up relatively well when i wasn't expecting it to because they're a band called spine shank um <laughs> i was not, i was not expecting it to hold up as well as it did even though i was i was a fan of them at the time yeah i think they're the kind of band you'd have been you'd have been happy to see as you'd never have gone to see them but you'd been happy to see them as a support act wouldn't you yeah and i think they did like, oh yeah spine check there i'll get down early for that i think they did a lot of touring with other people so it seems as though they toured a lot with people like um disturbed um like coal chamber Soulfly, people like that um so yeah. um so yeah so it's no surprise that you know that they they're a band that yeah, like you said, I, I never saw them live, but if they were on a bill, I'd have been like, Oh yeah, that's cool. If they were on a if they were on a um download festival, for instance, if they decided to reform to play download and I was there, yeah. they were a band that I would go and see. Um to Yeah, for sure. To to go and shout play Shine Box at them over and over again <laughs> until they played it. <laughs> yeah. Shine box. Just between Shine every box. song. Uh, Shine box Play while my guitar gently weeps. Oh god. <laughs> They would as well, wouldn't they? <laughs> yeah, for sure. Play, play, consumed, obsessive, compulsive. <laughs> um, but but yeah, I think it's held up pretty well. Their their album art is very silly. You've got a big, tall-headed robot man. You've got, yep. I think, a busted-up piano. Is that what's on the first album? Yeah, with a, a font that looks like it came from someone who designs cars. <laughs> but in their spare time well it is strictly diesel isn't it yeah um and then uh and then you've got angry pill bottle with a tribal tattoo because that's i know the last time i went to the doctors to get some medication um they said you know you really want the pills that have a big tribal tattoo on them yeah that's, yeah those are the that, best ones <laughs> those are the ones that the cool kids are taking <laughs> here's um, your prescription motherfucker <laughs> yeah. said the new metal doctor yeah, you open up the bottle and you just hear slipknot coming from inside <laughs> Yeah, a tiny little spiky gimp man appears you're, and pushes a pill out. You're, you. read, you're reading the instructions that says, eat with food if you're a loser. Cool kids eat yep. them. Uh, swallow them dry. <laughs> swallow them uh, dry, wait and bleed. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, so uh, so yeah, so so kudos to their silly album art as well. It gave me a nice little warm feeling inside. Um, because you don't see enough stupid album art these days, do you? No, it's it's very the the first couple are very low quality, very kind of like the kind of thing you'd see on like yeah, a band who has obviously made their own artwork these days where it's not really the skill that they have. And but it gets better as it goes along. Yes, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Much like the band themselves did. Often with these you find that they they sort of get they they kind of hit a peak and then they tail off. Whereas I think with Spineshank, they they left the scene at their best, um, before before sort of then coming back for this last hurrah. Which I've got I've got respect for that, you know. Yeah, because I think a lot of bands probably just disappeared, faded out, and didn't really have the guts to to give it another go. And yeah, fair play to them. Why not? Yeah, exactly, exactly um so uh right have you got anything else you'd like to share about your experiences 
with no I, I i don't think i do it's as i said you know i'd be happy to see them as a support actor at a festival or whatever a couple of couple of good songs mostly kind of the sort of standout single songs and the rest is sort of yeah n- not that great but holds up better than i was expecting so good oh excellent stuff so shall i boot yeah, let's up, let's uh, rate them yeah so i'll boost up the supercomputer and we'll, we'll go over these right so just yeah. bear with me whilst it's powering up the 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 or the the room is shaking it's been a while since we turned on the supercomputer and it's, it's getting powered up okay right it's 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 boosted up now so um so i think that um we'll start with riff quality as always and here i've got them down as a seven because there's some good riffs in there when they're at their heaviest you've got some real sort of like yeah get down with it but you know they're not up there with with limp biscuit or papa roach you know there's there's not necessarily many that you'd really sing apart from you know their their catchier songs um and i'd say that the their choruses are maybe a little bit better though so so uh for catchy chorus quality i've got them down as an eight because they do have some very very savvy choruses to old spine shank yeah more than i was expecting yeah the new disease in particular is the standout but there are some songs you could sing yeah, it's the beginning of the end, and I don't know how, but I'm singing Spine Shank, for instance. That, that's <laughs> that's the lyrics, right? Um, yeah. Now, for theatrics, this was a tough one, because when you... They're not much to look at, or old Spine Shank. No. But I don't know if you saw any of their music videos, but they really went all in on the cyberpunk dystopia nonsense. So there's lots yeah, of... Yeah, yeah, there's lots of like, <laughs> oh, computer error, what's yeah, going to happen uh-oh. type stuff the, in their videos. The robot's gone wrong, everybody, and Spineshank are out. That's basically every single one of yeah. their music videos. <laughs> so I've got them down as a seven here as well, because I appreciate that they stuck to a theme, and that theme was technology is bad, but awesome, yeah. And... and I'm all in favour of that. That's how I choose to live my life. So, yeah, so I've got them down for a seven for theatrics. But then for number of superfluous band members, they're really shooting down, I'm afraid. So we've got a three here. You know, they they make a lot of noise, a lot of competent noise for a for a small band, all things considered. They're only a four-piece. Um, yeah, I'd say that's fair. So, yeah, sorry, guys. Getting a three there. You really needed more people hitting steel tin cans, just running around on stage shouting at people maybe someone spits at the audience if you really wanted to (laughs) to become more new metal than you were um but but they're back into the good numbers for hair color and style variety so i've got them down for a seven here because they're not they're not up there with linkin park in terms of variety they're not up there with system down in terms of having a great assortment of beards but you do have half dyed red half dyed black curtains kudos to that hairdo i'm not sure it worked at the time it definitely doesn't work now but at least you really i, I like it. it is, is that I think what it's your a bit of a distinguishing factor it's what yeah yeah definitely um, i'm gonna walk into the barbers and say give me the spine shank. <laughs> give me the give me the spine shank um they'll know they'll know what you mean they'll know what you mean um yeah and then yeah there's a little bit of good hair here and there there's some good new metal-esque chin beards going on um which yeah. i appreciate so, one yeah. of the guys has got like a sort of three spike mohawk thing going on like yeah. at the back of his head <laughs> in exactly. one of these pictures i'm looking that, at that is the spine shank isn't it all oh, right i see that, yeah. that's what the spine shank is um yeah so, so an honorable score of seven there for hair color and style variety um and then again i think 
it's not a deliberate goof factor like Limp Bizkit no. or Corn, but there is a definite goof factor here akin to Disturbed. So I've gone, given them an eight here. So it's not super high scoring, but they are goofy as fuck. And a lot of that comes from the whole computer's bad thing. That and what did we give on. Disturbed? So Disturbed got a nine. And okay, yeah. And yeah, they're, they're not up there, but I I think we need to appreciate those bands you know, that were very serious. <laughs> they're not going... Um, in between <laughs> <No>. <laughs> in between all the different bits and their songs just any time there's a breakdown in a song <laughs> yeah whereas they replace that with little little garage drums or little synthy bloops um yeah so, so i've got them there for an eight and then again they're going one higher for cringe barometer for 2020 not so much for their last albums because those were actually quite good but god damn that first album that is that is cringe and a half and, and yeah and again yeah, especially the, the cover yeah and and so i think you know for the for the cringe barometer i always kind of think would i be ashamed if someone saw what i was listening to on spotify and i think i probably would be because it is spine shank <laughs> sorry guys yeah um and so and so yeah that you know i i, I really I'm, I'm definitely going to listen to self-destructive pattern again and i'll probably listen to new disease more that's held up incredibly well but there is some some cringy stuff on there isn't there um <laughs> yeah j- just a few just uh, all that kind of vague nihilism i was talking about yeah so, yeah songs like stove bolt <laughs> some terrible song names there. shine box is quite a, quite a cringe shine shine well. box shine box gets by because it is a good um my own summer light new metal song but yeah. as, as a song title it is very very bad um but uh, but yeah, so so high again there. So I beef, beef them up to a nine. So I'll what I'll do now is I will I'll put all of those figures into the supercomputer, and it will calculate the new metal percentage. So if you just bear with me, sorry, I accidentally started playing one of the synths from Spineshank there. Oh, sorry, um, sorry about that. That's all right. <laughs> um, okay, so we've got the score here. <laughs> beautiful um we've got the score here new metal electronic drums something like and clearly the bad computers of spine shank have become friends with the good computer of our supercomputer because it's given us a very very, good it's given us a very straightforward score none of this 0.14 nonsense they are straight up 70 percent new metal all right that's respectable it's a respectable score isn't it it means that they are they're kind of mid-table, so they've beaten out Limp Bizkit, surprisingly. I think that's because Limp Bizkit had too much good riff quality. And, yeah, and, and too enjoyable. Yeah, too enjoyable. They've beaten out Papa Roach, again, because I think Papa Roach were too enjoyable. Um, and System of a Down, because System of a Down are a good band. Um, they have just pipped Disturbed, but they are lower than Slipknot, lower than Corn, lower than Linkin Park. So, um, so a respectable score. You know, they, they've, they've kind of settled in nicely into our mid-table, I think. Or a good barometer, I think. You can see... Yeah. It's the Spineshank variant, isn't it? Is Can you beat Spineshank? Then you're probably in the higher <laughs> end of how new metal things are. If you're lower Spineshank than Spineshank. median. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, yeah. So, they can be proud of themselves. Spineshank, if you're listening, well done. You're 70% new metal. You could have improved, but there's still a decent enough score. Sweet. Not bad at all. So you have got our next um, band yes. to choose. 
you know, I, I thought it was time that we, we deviate a little bit into the band who are quite different, but who are still very much part of that scene, which is um, Evanescence. Oh, love it. Yeah, be an interesting one. And obviously interesting to talk about a band fronted by a woman, because there weren't many of them in the new metal era. <laughs> no, there really weren't. Um, you had, uh, what's, what's, it, what's another one? Flyleaf, I suppose. Yeah. Or another one, but there were... Were they Christians? Flyleaf? I, I think Flyleaf were Christians, weren't they? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, they're a band we could talk about at some point. But, yeah, I think, you know, there, there weren't many... Um, there weren't many um, female-fronted new metal bands around, so it's going to be interesting to, to listen to Evanescence back. Yeah, and again, I think everyone knows Bring Me to Life and possibly My Immortal. Those are songs that people probably still really know that were like massive hits, so like potentially outside of even bands like Limp Bizkit or whatever. So yeah, it'd be interesting to see how they have, have aged. Yes, yeah, for sure. Um, excellent. Alrighty, well, thanks a lot for tuning in. We really, really appreciate it and hope you enjoyed um, listening to some Spineshank. Or if you didn't, in preparation for listening to this episode, go and listen to them now and get a new disease. Yes, yeah, get get a new disease. Don't become stuck in a self-destructive pattern and go and buy a shine box. That's, yeah. <laughs> that's what you should do. Send us a picture of your shine box. <laughs> Please don't. <laughs> and um yeah you can find us on twitter at poddurst um if you like what we do you can support us using the acast supporter link in our um in the episode description and please leave us a rating or review wherever you get your podcasts and tell other new metal fans all about it because i'm sure they would enjoy coming on this journey with us yeah come and join us on this wonderful adventure through new metal um yeah we're really loving it and other people will love it too um so so yeah please please get in touch and please share it with everyone who would be interested and people who wouldn't just shove it in their faces that's a new metal way exactly that's that's a very new metal move isn't it yeah what would fred durst do if people if he wanted someone to listen to something (laughs) he would just yeah shove it in their face and go listen to this you motherfucker yeah you would yeah make sure you say motherfucker as well so you can keep it (laughs) and the most proper new metal the most new metal of swears All right, and we'll be back next time to talk about Evanescence. All righty, bye-bye. Motherfucker. (laughs) I thought you were going to say it. I was not. (laughs) Motherfucker. Bold motherfucker, don't you limit your mind.